Mac Voices Live, discussing Unleashed. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Quip, better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We'd love to have you join us, like a number of our friends have already in the YouTube chat room, to throw comments, questions, thoughts, wisdom, whatever you got. Throw it in there. We'll react to it. Not always favorably, but we'll react to it. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, We're going to obviously talk about Apple's Unleashed event. Um, And I want to go and make sure that we find out who's here. And then there are a couple small announcements and we'll take it from there. So taking the uh, the screen, my screen, the way it usually is, um, Mr. David Ginsburg is here. David, welcome. Good to have you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about the, some crazy event that happened yesterday. Yeah, there was something. I don't know what it was. Um, Mark Fuccio is here with a, a very colorful background that sort of, I think, uh, reveals his thoughts on, on Unleashed. Mark, good to have you. Yes, it does, Chuck. And, uh, you know, as I said during the pre-show, I have to jump at uh, half past the hour. So uh, in case anyone doesn't want to go that far, wow, wow, wow. That uh, certainly does describe my reaction to a lot of the products that they introduced yesterday. Mark, you're giving it away. We want them to stay for the whole show. So, so, so (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you know, Anybody, anybody over you know forty will stay for the whole show, and all the rest. Uh, <laughs> they're off to they, they're, they're already moving. They're already moving on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Gamut is is with us. Jeff, welcome. It's good to have you as always. It's always awesome to get to hang out with you, Chuck. And uh, and I want to point out that still. I love your uh, your pink shirt and pink background because Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is. It is still Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I want to make sure that everybody remembers that and supports it because it is. There are a lot of great causes out there, but that one is is close to my heart. And so, if you can, you know, by all means, get involved with uh, with that cause. Yeah, thank, and don't thank, forget, men can get breast cancer too. Not yes. joking. Seriously. Yep. No. Yep. Dead serious. Yeah. So it's it's not just a a. a, a a ladies issue. It's an issue for everybody. Uh, Mr. Jim Ray is here. And Jim, first of all, welcome. And second, congratulations on, I, I think I've got, I'm going to phrase this right, the, the new version of, um, of ProView. Well, it's a public beta. So it, it's, it's not the, you know, official new version yet, but it's still, still a big milestone. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty excited about it, and it's it's still going smoothly. So, um, head yeah, over to ProView.com and and check it out. There's a link to the. What were you going to say, Chuck? Yeah, I, well, in the, in our Slack, I think this week you mentioned that you've been working on this for three years. So, public um, beta or not, right. congratulations. You know, that's that's no small thing. Speaking um, of let, no small thing. You, yeah, last, last but not least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Guy Searle is here, the, uh, the 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 no small thing at the at the end of the introductions. 
Guy, welcome. Good to have hey, you. Hey, good to be here, Chuck. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so a couple things, folks, before we get started. Um, first of all, I want to make sure everyone knows that right now the odds are about 90-10 against having a Mac Voices Live next Tuesday. Um, it looks like I'll be traveling. That's not set in stone. Um, so I, if, if we are having a Mac Voices Live, I'll make sure that the word gets out via the dispatch, um, via uh, you know the social media. Um, but otherwise, I'll give everybody Tuesday night off. Um, but I expect to see you back here the following Tuesday, please. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, the other thing, too, you know, I've, I thought it was very nice. And I've, I haven't told the story anywhere else. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got a call from Tim Cook. And he said, you know, we're getting ready to do this event and everything. And we're thinking about doing it on Tuesday. The uh, Let's see, what's today? The 19th? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why don't you do it on Monday? on the 18th to coincide with Mac Voice's 16th anniversary. And he said, okay. Oh, what a great so, guy. What so, a great yes. guy. So, so we celebrated Mac Voice's uh, anniversary by having new Macs released. So I th- you know, it was Chuck, very nice of it. I heard a different story about how that played out. What, what I heard was that Tim called you and said, hey, Chuck, we know the Mac Voice's anniversary is coming up. Would you be okay if we did a media event to coincide with the anniversary? I will leave it to the listener to decide what what the, <laughs> he, know, he, he obliged. Is. Yeah, but one way or another, it fell on our anniversary. So, so there's milestones happy. all over the place here. Yeah. So, so, so Chuck, I want to know: Do you call him Tim or Mister Cook or something oh, else? In, I would in, always always Timbo. call him Mister Cook. Okay. <laughs> Tim I'm Apple. Always going, Mr. Cook. Tim, yeah. Tim Apple. Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that's achieved what he's achieved, he's Mr. to me. <laughs> so, guys, Unleashed, um, we have a lot to talk about. And I, w- what I thought we'd do to make sure, because the, the MacBooks are obviously going to be the hot topic, but I did want to touch on a few of the other things first, or at least to start there, and we can bounce around if necessary. Um, but I guess the first thing is the voice plan for Siri. Um, I'm curious to see what your reactions were to this because I've I feel like I've I've read very few places what my thoughts on it were. So, um, did somebody jump in? What? Good, okay, bad, I'll jump in. Do you care? Okay, Jeff. Apple needed uh, to uh, to flesh out their price point. And uh, uh, having a 499 tier made sense. Uh, but since Apple isn't going to do a thing where it's like, well, here's all the high quality music, but for 499, you get low quality music. That's not the Apple way. So they had to come up with a way to, uh, to create some, in this case, artificial distinction between the layers. So if you make it voice only, You've created a more palatable way to say, here's your discounted price point or your lower price point where you get all the music, but you don't get the other features like being able to make playlists and stuff. And uh, and now you have a $4.99 price point, you draw more people in, and uh, they just happen to be limited to using it to voice, and that limits the features they get. 
that, and that's where I was confused because I think a lot of people were confused. They go, okay, four ninety nine voicemail plan. Okay, what does that mean? So, what does that mean for us, uh, Apple Music full on subscribers? Can I still use my voice to, to, of course to, you to can. ask for a song? Like, I mean, so basically, this is a, and now I understand. I, I couldn't get it for less. I'd be a little embarrassed, maybe, of thinking I, 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 they were there. They went so fast through it, and they really didn't spend a lot of time on it and say, oh, that's what this is. What this is, and I'm like, okay. Uh, but no, that's, that's actually a great thing. Cause if someone doesn't want to spend the big money on, on four, and pay only five bucks a month, you know, granted you're at the mercy hit Siri. And then that's, and I think a lot of, a lot of pushback was probably with this, this plan. It's because people still question is Siri accurate? Is Siri uh, uh, going to be a good experience when it comes to getting music, uh, to work for you? That's yeah. That's the the big thing. And uh, and I made a joke on Twitter yesterday how uh, for four ninety nine now you can have a uh, an Apple Music plan where Siri still doesn't understand you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, for what I expect Apple sees as the target market for this. There, those are people that are probably going to to be asking for either something incredibly specific, like like play uh, the latest Chuck Joyner cover album, <laughs> or it's going to be very general, like uh, like play jazz. And and in that case, the S lady is more likely to be uh, uh, accurate. But it's it's still voice control, so it's going to fail enough that we will see news reports about how uh, this is a problem. Well, I would add that I think behind their desire maybe to have a lower price point, I think also they're just backfilling some of the competition against uh, other music services out there. And uh, this certainly makes it a little bit more palatable to spend hundred dollars on you know on a Apple uh, entry level smart speaker uh, and four ninety nine a month for a voice only uh, compared to you know some of the other services and you know, having you know just you no longer have, you have to big jump up which is ten bucks for nine ninety nine a month you know, to get stuff you know, without ads on it so I think overall it improves some of their competitiveness and uh, eliminates some of the gap at uh, the bottom end of their product line. So I'm I'm kind of divided here, you guys, because your observations are are very similar to some of mine. I thought, you know, in hindsight, we all wondered about Apple giving the lossless stuff away and the spatial audio away at the old price and just adding it in. Great value add. Now they've, to Mark's point, they filled in the bottom bottom tier. So if you think about it, for 105 bucks, 100 bucks, and um five dollars a month, you have access to Apple's full library. And, and at it, high quality. And at high quality. And you don't have to be an Apple user to, you know, a, 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 an existing Apple user to take advantage of this. You can just stick it in your home, you know, go through whatever sign up process there is, and then just say, hey, S Lady, play. And, you know, it will. Um, you know, Zane Lowe made a, a big thing about all their curated playlists for every activity you can think of. And while I will almost certainly never use those, um, because I don't use them now. You know, I have access to everything that this plan includes, and I don't use those, but that's me. There are a lot of people that do. 
And there's also the thing about, you know, the younger generation, we talk about that a lot here, that they see things differently. They're doing everything on their phone. I have to wonder how many of them are really curating playlists or whether they're just, you know, play the latest album by, or, you know, play the, the new hot playlist thing. You know, I, I think this is just, I mean, I think it's kind of, kind of brilliant top to bottom, but especially the fact that you are able to appeal to people who are not yet in the Apple ecosystem. Well, can you, is, is that right? I mean, don't you need to have an Apple device to That's, set up a HomePod? Because I don't think you can set up oh. a HomePod with, uh, with uh, iTunes on yeah. Windows. I don't think so. Yeah, you'd need an iPhone. Huh. Okay. And also, Maybe don't not. they have an Android music app? And so they have they have Apple Music for Android, and they so have Apple Music. That's for probably Windows. left out of this, I guess. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, I don't think you can set up a HomePod through an Android phone with the music app. But that's, I mean, that's got to be something that. Or yeah, just listen to music on the the Android for up, five right? bucks. Use the home app. Yeah, I guess you do. So, so yeah, I, I think you have to be in the Apple ecosystem to take advantage of the four ninety nine price point. Maybe so. Maybe I'm wrong yeah. about that. You know, but again, even even so, I still think it's a great way to fill in the bottom, and you know, eventually maybe they will determine a way that you could that you could set up your iPhone or yeah, pardon me, your um your HomePod online. So I don't know. I don't know. But I I mean, it certainly didn't take away from anything. I don't think it cannibalizes anything unless you are just somebody who's figures, hey, I never, never, ever use my app. All I do is talk to Siri to play my music. And then you might be cannibalized. You might be able to save five bucks a month. But at some point, you know. Presumably, there are lots of people using iPhones that don't have Apple Music. So they're hoping to snare some of those. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I overall, you know, it's kind of a strange announcement. I, I wish they'd explained it a little better. We're all going to be looking for details as we go forward. So we'll see. Um, next up, and thank Jim for reminding me because I sort of, as I was doing my notes, um, I kind of slipped by the AirPods. Um, anybody excited about these or do you, what, what are your feelings on this one? Will it work better with Bluetooth on the Mac? And the current ones, uh, I, it's the same technology, so I can't imagine it's any different. I think it was smart the way Apple actually put this in uh, as a another product point. Like, uh, so you, you you go across this the span of the three miles. Now you have the the basic HomePods, uh, AirPods for twenty one twenty nine. Then you got a midline product at one seventy nine. Then you got the HomePods. The AirPods Pro, not HomePods, AirPods Pro for uh, uh, for the 229. So uh, I think that they that was a smart move on their part. And then plus the fact that if someone doesn't want to spend the extra money and they're happy with the regular AirPods that you know we all have had pairs of, and, and those are good as backups in, in our case. And, we're, and many of us are using the AirPods Pro. Um, now someone can get in and have spatial audio and have have the, the, the some of the capabilities of what the uh, AirPods Pro do. And not have to spend the 
the big extra money on them. And plus I like the form factor. It looks like that they did make them a slight a bit smaller than the regular AirPods uh, were are now. Uh, so that stem is not as long. And so it's very close to what the AirPods pro is. So um, I, I think in, in, in a sense, that was what Apple's goal was, was now they have a full line of AirPods uh, from AirPods down up to AirPods pro. So, and then uh, I think it's going to be a good seller. I, I have to just jump right in and say the single most important thing any of us can do tonight is stop for a second and look at Guy and his cat because this is so incredibly cute how this cat just keeps snuggling him and I just want to get in there too. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, this is Jelly. She's a... She's in, basically what happened. I could hear her outside the door howling and I, I just couldn't leave her out there. So, I mean, you look at how happy that cat is. Down, that is just was, the, like the most right precious thing ever. Oh, she's a sweetie. She really so, is. Jeff, just to clarify, you want to snuggle with Joey or you want to snuggle with God? Yes. <laughs> Six and one half doesn't have another. Yeah. Okay. Combo. Don't go there, David. Don't go there. Um, Brad in the chat room says, I like how the new AirPod 3 is wireless charging included. Yes. That's the thing I forgot yeah. to mention. It does work yeah, with the uh, with the MagSafe charger and uh and and the case is and yeah, that's one thing I forgot to mention too. The 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 new the case for the new AirPods 3 are look basically the same as the AirPods Pro. I hadn't thought about that, David. You're right. It, it does. Hmm. I, you know, I mean, I guess my reaction to it was, yeah, this just makes perfect sense. You know, fill out the, fill out the bottom end with an existing super successful product, bring in a mid-range to, you know, crank it up just a little bit. And then if you want the top end, you know, by all means, it's still there. And with, if, if here we go, you know, if the rumors are true, we will see an updated version of the AirPods Pro at some point in the future, in the relatively near future. So... Yeah, I, I think it. I think it makes a very nice lineup for the holiday buying season. So, mm -hmm. hey Chuck, um, yes, Jim. Since we're going through this in order, uh, I just want to say the startup sound song at the beginning was awesome. Yes, I really enjoyed it too. Yeah, a little long. It went a little long. I agree with. Not for me. Nice. It was great. I, I I'm with Jim. If it, I watched if it's it awesome. again later. So did I. Yeah. yeah, it. I mean, it's it's it. It's sort of some of the Apple whimsy coming back. I feel like there were you know, some because, definite fakeouts there because they showed it as, as they were kind of creating the song. I saw some products like a Mac Pro, like a new Mac Pro or the newer Mac Pro, and I was like, "Oh, are they going to do a Mac Pro today?" And then, of course, you know, they they didn't. So that was. That was kind of like, okay, you're faking me. You're faking us all out now. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Quip. Better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free. I've been telling you about Quip this week, how the Quip electric toothbrush can improve your oral health, how you can track your brushing by using the Quip app to help ensure that you not only cover all four quadrants of your mouth, but that you stay on track and even improve your brushing technique. How, when using your Quip, you can earn rewards like free refills and Target gift cards, just for brushing your teeth like you should anyway. But Quip isn't just about the toothbrush. They also have everything you need to build a complete routine. 
That includes mint or watermelon toothpaste with anti-cavity ingredients for strong, healthy teeth. Mint is my favorite. Floss that expands to clean and comes in a refillable dispenser to reduce waste. And a refillable mouthwash that's good for you and good for the planet. So what exactly are you waiting for? If you go to getquip.com slash macvoices right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash macvoices, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash macvoices. Quip, the good habits company. Thanks to Quip for their support of Mac Voices. Hey, I'm going to violate my own rules because I know um, Mark has has a hard out in in ten minutes. So I I definitely want to give him a chance to comment on the MacBook Pros um, because I I think what they did is really very interesting. It's it's pretty much exciting. You can tell he thinks it is by his background. Uh, Mark, give us give us your thoughts on on that uh, because I again. I think you said pre-show that you're you're in the process of debating which one to order. Uh, yes, I am. And um, your listeners probably don't care about that, but uh, I will talk in a little bit more detail about what was introduced. And I think really what we see is you know, the power of uh, Apple uh, engineering team and uh, their partnership with uh, TSMC, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corp, and uh, the power of their new leading edge five nanometer uh, manufacturing process and what they've done is they've introduced basically a scalable family of uh, processors that uh, you know uh, the, the pro and the m1 max or i'm not sure i'm saying yeah, the names correctly right. but uh, you can basically see you know they're they're at the point where they're getting additional performance just by you know putting more integrating more cores onto a, a big uh, device uh, you know, and uh, difference between the Pro and the Max uh, is way more GPU cores, uh, you know, more on chip memory and double the memory bandwidth, which that's important just for slogging, getting data in and out of uh, the processor. Because, you know, for, for a long time uh, with Intel processors, uh, they've been choked off by just how quickly you get data to them from a disk subsystem. So, uh, you know, Apple is uh, doing a lot of innovation there. I'd be interested, you know, going forward to see what they do to, I think this is the first time that they made a claim about how fast their SSD, you know, disk subsystem was. I think it was, was, was at 7.3 or 7.8 gigabytes a second, which is, you know, a, <laughs> you know, far cry from their, their memory bandwidth, you know, uh, from their cores, you know, that uh, I think was either 200 or 400 gigabytes a second, depending on which model of the processor. So clearly these are, you know, pro level uh, devices and, you know, I think maybe it's sort of tipping the hand of what a future Apple Silicon-based uh, Mac Pro might look like. Is you know, they may expand the processing cores capability, you know, or they may add multiple chips of these into you know, a future system. But future speculation aside, I think uh, right now these are really uh, tremendous, uh, you know, tr tremendously uh, powerful uh, you know machines, and I think a lot of people out there may wish that uh you know they have one and have probably trouble justifying the cost to themselves of uh of getting you know sort of a 16 inch uh, macbook uh you know pro max but 
if that's the case, you're probably just not in Apple's target audience. You know, therefore, I think uh, people like, uh, you know, you, Chuck, or uh, you, Jeff, you know, people who are in the business of uh, having to produce a video and for whom, you know, time is money, as the old expression goes. And you know, just the fact that they have all of these cores and all these GPU cores. And I think I saw on one slide that they said they had 4096 you know, sort of processing engines on the, on the high end. Uh, that's going to be uh, tremendous in terms of uh, rendering performance. So I look forward in a couple of weeks as uh, these devices get out in the field just to see what real-world testing is in terms of performance uh, improvement because you know these I think are just uh, absolutely uh, stunning machines. You know, also I'd say is you know I think this year between the you know, iPhones that are a little bit thicker, a little bit heavier, and ditto for some of these Macs, and uh, you know that we see you know. You know, they've buried John Ivey in you know, his sort of dead-end uh, product direction of making things light and thin be beyond the point of being usable. And it's good to see that uh, the new Mac Pros, you know, that instead of having beautiful, smooth silicon walls, that they have ugly old holes in them for ports that are very <laughs> useful for creators. So, you know, I look forward to, I think this is just the start of a new era and, you know, it seems to me that for about five years, six years or so, that you know, sort of the uh, Apple MacBook Pro line has sort of stagnated. But, you know, I think uh, catalyzed by their own silicon, I think, you know, we have you know, quite an exciting time ahead of us. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that um, they sort of addressed saying that touch bar was gone without saying that it was a horrible, horrible <laughs> mistake that yeah. nobody ever really wanted. But they put in there and you had to use it until it wasn't there anymore. You know, I don't think it was a horrible, horrible mistake. Um, I think Apple's horrible, horrible mistake was the way they dealt with this technology that they created. Yeah. They left it limited to laptops, and it was a subset of laptops, which meant that developers had to, to decide, were they going to support a hardware feature that is not on every Mac? Apple needed to put a touch bar on every keyboard they sold and they didn't do it. And so they killed the technology by not doing what they needed to, because touch bar is actually really cool and has a lot of useful features and could have even more, except that Apple tossed it out there and, uh, and let it languish instead of uh, supporting their own technology. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree with, with Jeff completely. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to see the, the touch bar go. I, I've been using um, computers with function keys for about 40 years and, or, or computers that have function keys, but I never, ever actually use the function keys. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Apple could have just left that section blank and, you know, it would have pretty much the same effect for me, except, you know, occasionally I'll use them to make the volume go up and down. But, you know, F3, F4, F5, I, I can never remember what those are. Uh, that's, you know, worthless old technology. And they're different in every app. And they're different. Yeah. And, and, and it's just... You know, I, I, I've seen some comments on Twitter that are like, well, yeah, Apple just punted and all the engineers looked around and said, yeah, I got nothing. Just put the damn function keys back in. So I don't know. A lot of people are real happy about it. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not going to not buy one of these machines because it doesn't have the touch bar. 
But I, you know, I did actually just recently buy a 13 inch after Dub Dub because I decided I couldn't wait anymore. And one of the reasons I bought the 13 inch Pro instead of the Air was because it had the touch bar. And even though I knew it was probably going away, I'm like, well, I'll have it, you know, for my next, you know, phase anyway. And, you know, I do, I don't use the touch bar a lot. Partly that's because I use an external monitor. So it's not in front of me all the time, but I do use it some, and I use it more than I ever used a function key. Um, it's kind of cool for video editing. Uh, at least I know in ScreenFlow, I'm not sure about Final Cut. The, the timeline comes up, and I have actually moved to working on my laptop screen instead of my external monitor just so I could use the touch bar for the editing. So I, I think it's too bad, but... You know, it's all right. You know, it's, I'm not going to not buy it because it doesn't have the touch bar. Yeah. Um, let me catch up with the uh, with the chat room just for a second. Um, Brian, I'm only going to go so far back, but Brian says this event answered the question whether the Pro processor would allow for discrete GPUs. Um, Eric says, I hope we get interesting CPU development on the PC side in response. I'm tired of the old AMD or Intel model. Um, Jeff says outside, I don't know, Jeff, is that you or is that somebody else? Um, uh, uh, it's another Jeff, but hi, other Jeff. Jeff. Okay. Hi, other Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah, outside of video editing, average people will not utilize the power of these new expensive laptops. Um, that's probably largely true. Maybe the photography people might. Um, let's see, Eric said, I'm looking forward to whatever comes after this first generation of desktops. Might pull the trigger on an upgraded mini or if they ever make one again, a mid-range desktop. Um, and I, I want to just address something that, um, that, you know, I guess, who said it? Um, Eric's comment. Was it just me or, you know, after that, that pathetic Intel ad, did you feel like, you know, they poked the bear and the bear poked back in a big way <laughs> yeah. by doing all the PC comparisons? Mm -hmm. yep. oh, yeah. They would have done that anyway. I don't, think think so? they, I don't think they give a rat's patootie about Intel at this at this point. No. Did you see yesterday that the Intel guy was saying he was hoping they'll get Apple's business back in the future? As if, yeah, that, that, yeah. that you know that his his board should be like you know getting psychological assessment of him. I think. Well, if they have a chance of getting into the, we'll see. If they have a chance of you know getting a decent you know sub five nanometer micron process, you know that may be a possibility. But I think that's the only way that uh, they stand to get anything back. It's too late. Well, they're not going to get Apple's business back ever. Well, don't never say never. Well, but we're looking. You're looking ever at ever uh, is ten years. Yeah, ten years down <laughs> right. the road yeah, before exactly. they would yeah. be willing to switch back. They, they would have to be the M series would have to have a, such a colossal failure. That you know, we would have like little Chernobyls all over the world as each one yeah. of these devices blew up before Apple would go back to Intel right now at this point. Well, and we all know we've said it a million times. Apple likes to control the whole widget, and they're just controlling more and more and more of the widget, and we're reaping the benefits. Yep. So, you know, it, mm -hmm. it 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 will be interesting. Mark, my clock says you've got to go, and I don't. I'm not throwing you out by any means. I just want to make sure we acknowledge that you, you your contributions. Okay, say thank I was you. just I was just checking. It looks like I set an alarm for five thirty two, in just in case. But uh, anyway, hi Brittany, hi Kelly, nice seeing you, and I've got to go. So yeah, Mark, bye -bye. before you before you go, uh, where can folks find you? 
Twitter at Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O, all one case, low, all one word, lowercase. Great. Thanks for being here with a colorful background. Oh, See you, Mark. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. And Mark spoiled my intro because we've been joined by two of our other panel members. Um, Kelly Gamada is here. Kelly, welcome. Good to have you. Hey, all. And Brittany Smith has appeared as if by magic. Brittany, How did they imagine managed to coordinate that? I, I don't know. I don't know. They they both popped in at the same time. It's, yeah. I was actually surprised. So we, we could have coordinated it, but did not elect to this time. Ah, I see. But what it comes did, down though. to is like, we just girls know. are smart like that, and they can just do these things. Guys have to spend a ridiculous amount of time coordinating it, and we'd still screw it up. Yep. On my screen, it was completely simultaneous. Same. We just knew. Okay. All right. Well, guys, we got to do better next time. We'll figure out a way to just appear magically. <laughs> uh, um, obviously, guys, we're talking about the uh, the new MacBook Pros. That seems to be the big story of of the day. Um, what? And so, you know, and there's new MacBook Pros. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany, when as soon as they showed the SD card slot, I thought of you. I thought, oh, they're Brittany's buying a new MacBook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it is it on order? Um, th- there, there is a MacBook on order. I'm still having uh, uh, oh, anxiety. Yeah. My, my bank hurts, um, <laughs> and anxiety. Yes, yes. But there, there is currently an order being placed, and we'll decide if it if it stays or not. <laughs> should we ask, or can we ask about which model or models, or or? You can. Know? It might explain my trepidation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. I didn't go for the biggest SSD. The, the, I didn't go for the eight terabyte. But other than that, Oof. the top did not. The that was like the only. That's the one I did because that's she faster. Didn't so, what size did you order? Four. Really, sixteen and four. Sixty-four and four. Oof. Max. It's nice. what we like to call the big girl machine. Yes. Yeah. I've I wonder why your, your, your account is uh, getting some uh, exercise. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's how Brittany strained her inner visa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but well, I mean, it's whatever the Apple card is. I mean, MasterCard. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was MasterCard, but it doesn't say on it, and I don't use a card anyway. So. So okay, so Brittany, I'm 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 very intrigued. Um, why did you feel? Because frankly. I ordered the, the same machine you did, except I went to two terabytes. I did not mm. feel the need to go beyond that. What made you want to have that much onboard storage? Um, you, you, I'm guessing, do your video processing on a, a desktop? No, I do it on my MacBook Pro. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Um, because, honestly, this is what happens. Is I keep a computer way, way too long. And then I'm just so ravenously hungry. It's like when you're you didn't eat for like two days and then you go to a restaurant and order way too much food. That's what I do with computers. Okay. Well, then Brittany, the way that you spec this out, this totally makes sense because <laughs> what, what you did was you followed the advice that uh, back when I was a consultant, I would give uh, my clients, which is when you know that you need a new computer, you buy as much as you can when you can get it. 
Mm-hmm. And so this computer came out and you bought as much as you could when you could get it. And now you will have this computer for several years and, uh, and it gives you that, that growing room that you need so that uh, it's not like uh, uh, someone that should have been on a lease model instead so they can upgrade every like 18 months. Yeah. And, and I'll often have like a hobby video project and a professional one. And um, my hobby one, they all have multi-camera running. The hobby, I, I'm actually going to try for nine cameras running simultaneously this next time. So um, that's a lot of footage. And it's messy. And I'll still be using my yeah. SD slot uh, plan, but. I just, I like breathing room and I've been squat, I've tied up in this tight little 500 gigabytes for a long time. And it's been really confining, but I had yeah. to wait because they had a crappy keyboard. And then I had to wait because like they had a touch bar and then I had to wait because, well, they're going to have Apple Silicon soon. I can't not get that. And here we are. I, I, I mean, everything you just said makes perfect sense. Um, I went with the two terabyte just because I don't have a problem for the most part, keeping a lot of my project files in on an external, but I like to have that extra terabyte when I do have something I need to, to keep internal and, you know, want to be able to work on it there. I just found that, you know, the one, well, the 500 is out of the question. Uh, the mm. one terabyte, the one terabyte for me was cramped and I have never regretted buying the two terabyte options because I did with my last MacBook Pro. But, mm-hmm. but Jeff's comments bring up something interesting, and it's sort of my philosophy, and I don't know how many of you share it, but you either buy a machine like this, and then you, you run it in the ground, and, and then pick up the next one at that point, or you just constantly turn them over, and, you know, mm-hmm. and make, you know, that way you're maximizing your trade-in value. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of flexibility by doing it that way. I, I never had the crappy keyboard. I never will have had a touch bar machine. I will never like this is this is this my temporary MacBook Air that was supposed to tide me over until the real ones came out. Um, the real Britney ones. Not this isn't the real computer. I still like you. Um, but that like it was supposed to tide me over until this came out. And it's going to be my only one without an SD slot. Hmm. OK. Is anyone else sad about the touch bar? Oh, I you had that like discussion a, right before you got yeah. on. I uh, feel like it was a good idea that couldn't get implemented because Apple couldn't go big enough on it to make it worth developers' time to put cool stuff in it. And so it kind of fell by the wayside. It's like the force feedback in the trackpad, which is that's also a never thing been adequately utilized either. That, it was basically a space saver. Uh, numbers is like the only or not numbers um keynote is like the only place i ever get the the haptic feedback after they like fainted all over it when they added it on stage like i've never like nothing uses it for anything and it's it feels like another one of those ideas that was a really good idea that wasn't ever going to get anywhere and part of the reason it was never going to get anywhere is because apple didn't make desktop keyboards you know, the Apple external right. keyboard never had a touch bar. So if you had any, if you were a developer and you wanted to put cool stuff in the touch bar, you had to find a way to do all that other cool stuff again. And nobody wanted to develop stuff twice 
on spec because it always kind of looked like the touch bar was about to go away like the whole time we had it. So I feel kind of bad for it because it seems like it was a good idea that didn't get uh, that didn't get a fair shake from most people. And that's that is just a bummer because it was cool. It, it would have been cool if it could have been cleverly implemented and, and somebody had done something really neat with it. And so I'm sort of sad that it's one of those great technology things that's going to just evaporate. Our panel will be back in the next edition of Mac Voices to continue our discussion of the Unleashed event by Apple. Next time we get into HDMI, MagSafe, USB, and Ethernet, and a whole lot more. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.